Welcome back to Dysfunctional Dailies. This is your host, Erica. And your host, Monica. This week, our episode is about toxic people. Taxi. Taxi. <laughs> we chose this episode because we, um, there's a lot of people <laughs> that we know that are toxic, <laughs> current and not current in our lives. And um, I'm sure that a lot of other people have that same problem. Like every episode, we have some wine to drink. And this wine is a 2019. It's called, again, this is all Italian, and I'm going to butcher it, uh, Tenuta di Inanazi Tutto Super Tuscan Red Blend. Um, This is from Tuscan, Italy. The Super Tuscan Blend is full-bodied, fruit-forward, and decadent. I mean, it's it's honestly, it was it was a really good wine. It was a full body, not that much acid, very fruity. It was a great red wine. So Erica, um, she really liked this wine when we first tried it. So much so that uh, the next night she just kind of snuck a little in the fridge and was like, let me just have a little taste, a little more taste of it. I mean, it's so good, right? So she kept tasting it and she drank all of it. I didn't realize it. She didn't, she didn't realize <laughs> that she drank the entire bottle. So I'm here on my side of Houston <laughs> taking a little sip of this wine that Erica could not stop drinking. Let's see how it tastes after oxidizing for three days. <laughs> what did you think it tasted? First of all, the first night that we tasted it, I could taste the cherry. A lot of berry notes. Um, it's very subtle. I loved the spice notes. That's good. Oh, I can see why you drank all of it. Yes, that's what I'm saying. The first night, it, it was really good. Um, definitely the dark berry flavors of blackberry and wild ba- blueberry meld with juicy and ripe red cherries. Wow, you can really taste that cherry. Yeah, a Ooh. note of cedar and baking spices are enhanced by tannins that coat the palate. Rich and full-bodied, every sip of wine lingers in a decadent and enjoyable way. Um, it will be gone. Before you know it. Oh, my God. It said it right there. Yes, it was. It was gone before I knew it. (laughs) They were accurate. (laughs) Uh, So we paired this with pasta. I made uh, spaghetti agioli. And um, Monica was not a huge fan of it. She called it oily pasta. It's oily noodles. That's all it was. Like, it it was oily noodles with a little bit of Parmesan uh, cheese on it. It had the flavor. It had the... It had... It could have been so much more. That's all I'm saying. Like, it could have been so <laughs> much more. It wasn't smothered in a white sauce, Monica. It ha- if That's it was the smothered only- in a white sauce, it would have been amazing. Like, I would have been like, this is the best damn pizza that I've ever had. But no. It, it, it uh, just didn't, didn't make the cut. Spaghetti angioli. Um, it's dressed with olive oil, garlic, and parsley. And then it is also with Parmesan, uh, Regiona Parmesan. It, it's supposed to be light pasta. So, no. No, the, the boys love it. They both like it because they're not super into pasta sauces, and that's what we usually make. I'm super into pasta sauces. Like, I'm mostly, like, I'm just the sauce kind of person with a little bit I'm of noodles with you, on though. top. Yeah, like, I eat that sauce. I love that sauce. So when she served me noodles with a little bit of cheese on top, I was like, but it actually, it was pretty good. It was. It was a light dish. It had some flavor. It just, uh, it would have been better with some sauce. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Everything's better with a little bit of sauce. A little bit of sauce. A little bit of sauce. But I love this wine. It, it was very delicious. This is really good. Um, it's really good. The first time I tried it, it kind of smelled like, uh, <laughs> I feel bad. I'm, I'm really not the type of, like, uh, 
I guess you could say, um... Wine connoisseur? Yeah, I'm not. So when she said, oh, it has hints of, like, you know, cedar and stuff, like, when I smelled it the first time, like, it smelled like dirt, you know? Like, it smelled like dirt and, like, some cherry. Kind of like a weird Dr. Pepper dirt drink. And so I was like, okay, all right. And I tried it. It was kind of spicy, a little bit. But you really tasted that cherry and berry. And it was really good. Yeah. I was surprised. I was like, huh. Like, out of, you know, the lemongrass that made me, like, you know, suck my tongue into the back of my tab. And then um, the spicy lead. I mean, it was it was pretty good. I like this wine. Yeah, it's it's a good wine. Yeah, and, and it actually holds up pretty well after first couple of days in the fridge. So this is a yes. wine that you can, like, have a little bit at the party, and then when everyone goes home, you can enjoy the rest of it by yourself. You go, like, oh, I'm not a heavy drinker, and then when they leave. It'll be great. It won't oxidize, like, and then taste like nothing. It'll taste great. Like, all the flavor is still there. It's good served cold and at room temperature, which is a really good thing to mention. It's good at both temperatures. Yeah, um, I tried it first when it was uh, room temperature, and now I'm trying it, like, cold again, and it tastes great both times. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I would definitely drink this with some oily noodles. (laughs) I would enjoy that dinner. Now, let's go ahead and slip into some story time. It's story time. All right, so we're going to go with uh, the name of this person. I want to protect their identity because I don't want anyone to be like, that bitch, but I'm just going to be nice. (laughs) So... We're going with Jessica, Jessica. Jessica, Jessica. So so I met her, uh, I think, like, freshman or junior year, something around that time in high school. Um, No one really liked her. Uh, They thought that she was kind of weird. I mean, um, if you speak to her, you can kind of tell something's something's not working, like, full full speed ahead kind of in her her head, I guess you could say. Like, it's it's not all, all there. Um, but very, very sweet girl, um, or so I thought. So, you know, I was just like, well, she's really nice. Um, you know, like she's always asking how I am. So of course, like, you know, I was very standoffish. For us, I mean, like we were never asked. Yeah, Yeah, we were never asked, like, how are you doing? And it's because we just have horrible, uh, bitch faces and it's not intentional it really isn't um we were just born that way i swear the only people that want to talk to us with our resting bitch face are the crazies i am approached daily with crazies and i'm just like no 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 yeah this is up for a reason <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate but we deal with this on a daily basis uh even into adulthood we still have these faces uh i've tried you know um the mask helps um, but I don't really want it to now because I really don't want people near me. So, you know. I love the mask. <laughs> I kind of love the mask, too, because then I can be like, yes. six feet, bitch. Back it up. <laughs> I love it that men don't tell me all the time, oh, smile. Why smile, do you look sweetie. so upset? It's like I give the ugliest scowl every single time someone like, says, smile, sweetie. It's like, what? Do I know you? And they don't, like, I don't know you. I don't know you, sir. I'm like, who are you? You are not in my life. And it, it's so... The audacity. The audacity. I just don't yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I really don't get it when people do that. Will they go up to you and they're just like, are you okay? Like, are you, did something bad happen? And it's like, no, no, I'm okay. And they're just like, are you sure? And it's like, y- yeah. Yes. Like, does something, <laughs> and then you get to think like, wait, is, is everything okay? <laughs> so back to Jessica. Back to Jessica. Um, 
you know, she was just like a genuinely happy person. She would just come up to you with a big smile on her face and be like, how are you doing? And she was like, just very friendly. And so, you know, I'm like, this girl's nice. I'm not going to be like mean to her or anything like other people are just because, you know, they say mean things about her. I'm like, she's nice to me. I'm going to be nice to her. That's just my concept on different people. It's like, you're nice to me. I'm nice to you. You know, Um, I'm not going to believe what other people say about you and till you prove me wrong and boy did she prove me wrong so (laughs) let's get into this you know she wasn't that bad in high school she was okay you know everyone had rumors about her I didn't listen to them I'm just like whatever like I haven't seen it so I'm just gonna ignore it so we get into college she's still okay you know it's she's more of like a casual friend not really like you know best friend or anything like that Again, you can, she says something sometimes where it's like, is she, like, is she serious or is she just joking? But most of the time she would be serious. Uh, she would just say some inappropriate things as in like, you know, that's not how the world works. When you're younger, you're just like, oh, well, that's kind of awkward. You know, yeah. like, oh, that's kind of weird. And you don't that's read into weird. it. And you don't read into it. Yeah. But when you get older, that's when you're like, no, this is, this is something that's going on here. So as we got older, I can say one thing that was good about our friendship was that she did introduce me to a great group of friends. Um, she actually introduced me to my future husband, his sister. Which now is husband. My now husband. <laughs> future <laughs> husband, no. My now husband. His, uh, you know, his sister, my sister-in-law, uh, she's one of my best friends friends uh and then his brother and their parents and then a whole group of other people so it was great like I was like wow like I have a whole new group of friends and I really like them uh we really jive together so you know it was a good time when I started showing interest in my husband though you know she made it clear that she liked him and I was like okay well not to you know burst your bubble but I like him too and whoever he wants to be with like I'm okay with that I'm not going to do any underhanded tricks like I'm just going to let him know I like him and you can let him know that you like him I'm, I don't- and I think at a point he was asked if he was interested in Jessica and he he said no ma'am he said no and I and I feel no. kind of bad because she was like, "Can you ask him for me?" And I was put in a weird situation. That is super weird. Yeah, and I think she was like testing me, maybe like to see what I would do. And I'm like, "Well, you are my friend, and he's my friend. I mean, I I don't yeah. know. I felt like you know, she introduced me to all these people. I felt like obligated." to help her out you know like she was a great friend of me why can't I be a great friend of her story of my life you know I'm trying to be nice uh you know I asked him like so are you interested in anyone and uh he was just like oh (laughs) he was like uh I don't know like why are you asking and at the time you know I had such low self-esteem that I'm like he he probably doesn't like me I mean he's way out of my league you know I'm like well I'm asking for Jessica and he was just like wait I'm sorry, Jessica? And I was just like, yeah, like, do you like her? And he's like, no, (laughs) no, 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 no. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay, well, I mean, I'm sorry. I thought that, you know, maybe you were into her. I mean, you know, I think she might be into you. And he was just like, no, 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 never. And to be honest, he's a quiet guy. He's a very quiet guy. So I was like, oh, all right. You feel like pretty strongly about this. And so I was thinking, like, oh, like, you know, like, I feel bad, but, like, at the same time, like, he, he doesn't like her. Yeah. <laughs> but, of course, like, I felt bad, and I had to break the news, and she was, like, kind of depressed about it. So that was the first time where she was just like, okay, well, I guess, you know, we'll just see what happens. And I'm like, okay. It's kind of ominous. 
you know, the older that we get, you know, she's starting to, uh, you know, about a couple years go by. She's starting to get into, uh, you know, smoking pot a lot. Um, she's smoking it, like, almost every day. Her car's starting to smell like it. Uh, her clothes smell like it. It's pretty, like, I'm not really, like, against it. I'm really not. Like, I've done it occasionally. You know, like, she got to the point where it was interfering with her life. And that's when I'm like, okay, you need to, you need to calm down. And then she started drinking in excess, too. She would just get, like blackout drunk almost like every weekend and i remember it was becoming a nuisance at a point because she was drinking and doing drugs to try to make herself seem like a like oh you should hang out with me yeah oh you should hang out with me because i'm a fun person she is a distinct individual yeah and she has a distinct personality. Her doing drugs and her drinking like that instead of bringing people to her actually pushed them away. And so the more she did it, the more people were like, you know, it's kind of weird to hang out with her. Yeah, because I mean, like she would do the pregame where she would get high before we came over or before we were supposed to meet up somewhere. And then she would, you know, just get drunk within the 30 minutes of hanging out with her. And it got to the point where it's just like, dude, and every single time she would end up getting drunk while also high, she would throw herself at her guy friends. And she threw herself a bunch of times at, you know, my husband now. Back then when she did it, he would feel super uncomfortable. Um, He actually shoved her off of him one time because she fell over, like he was sitting down and she fell over like her head on his lap and he literally shoved her off. Like it was a (laughs) reflex. He like shoved her off and she was like, why are you doing that? And he's just like, he didn't say anything and he just got up (laughs) because it was just so awkward. You know, you don't want to say like, you're making me feel uncomfortable. There was one point where you were actually dating and she was still doing this. And it got to the point where I said enough is enough, like- I like you (laughs) and I'm a very blunt person so I was just like you know I don't care if you're out of me like I know that I'm now I know I'm just like he wasn't out of my league like not to say that he's like he's still great but you know like I'm just as good (laughs) I like you and we finally started dating and it got really serious and I think the pushing point actually was uh I was moving away to like across the country to uh california you know from houston to california san francisco so i mean like i was like this is it like i like you and you know if you want to tell me now tell me now and so we actually started dating the last couple months before i moved which is you know bad timing (laughs) pining after him for like three years and then finally like eh, finally but anyways it all worked out in the end obviously but you know (laughs) so Um, so we started dating, um, we let everyone know, everyone's cool with it. You know, she said in the beginning that she was cool with it, uh, Jessica, but obviously not. So she would still get, um, it was just increasingly bad, like, you know, kept drinking, kept doing drugs and stuff, and it got to the point where I'm just like, you need to stop. And, uh, she said some, we were at her apartment one time and with her roommates, and it was just really bad, uh, she said some really hurtful things to her roommates because, and she wasn't in her right mind. And I was basically like, you know, you need to stop. And I was like, we're, we're leaving. We're going. Like, we don't want to hang out with you when you're like this. And she just got really upset. She started shouting. Um, we actually had to drag her upstairs. Uh, we had to drag her to her room and like make her go to bed because she was just like screaming horrible things at us and her roommates. And it was just, it was bad. We left, uh, 
that night. We tried to talk to her the next time. Um, it was just really bad. You know, our relationship with her was just deteriorating. So, you know, a couple months go by and it's about time for me to move, you know. Um, everyone wants to throw like a going away party basically for me a send off. Um, we were going to go to uh, Galveston Schlitterbahn. It's a water park. It's pretty fun. Um, it's a fun water park. We've been there a couple of times. So we were really excited. Uh, you know, Jessica got really excited because she was like, I finally have a summer bod. I look great. You know, like I'm excited to wear my bikini and show off my body. And it's like, great. (laughs) You know, that's good for you. You know, she, she was just super excited. And, uh, I don't know if we've already said this, but I am type two diabetic. So, uh, my health sometimes goes a little wonky and, uh, I do have to go to the doctor, um, sometimes like last minute because of a health concern that pops up. Right before, you know, we were supposed to go to Schlitterbahn, um, I ended up having to go to the doctor and, um, she got really upset because I told everyone, hey, I'm really sorry, but I'm gonna have to not, like, I'm gonna have to cancel on you guys. You know, you guys go ahead without me. Like, have fun. Uh, go to Schlitterbahn. It's gonna be a great time. Uh, it'll be nice just for the entire gang to hang out again. And everyone kind of said no. (laughs) They said that we only wanted to go because you were going. And I was just like, oh, well, (laughs) you know, um, I'm sorry. And they're like, you know, we can hang out with each other anytime, but we wanted to go have fun, memorable time with you because, you know, you're leaving. And I'm like, I understand. Like, that's, that's nice. I didn't not get that response from Jessica. (laughs) She started blowing up my phone, um, leaving voicemails, screaming at me, saying that I was a horrible friend. How could I do this to her? And how could she, uh, like, ask other people to go with her or hang out with her? Because the only reason that people hang out with her now is because I make them. And I'm like, I don't make anyone do anything. But, I mean, it was kind of true because I would um, say, hey, can we invite, you know, Jessica? And they would be like, do we, Do you have to? And I'm like, come on, guys. Like, we're her friends. Like, we got to even, you know, everything that she's done, you know, hit on my husband, like, you know, then boyfriend, you know, drag herself all over him, touch our other male friends inappropriately. And it's just like, come on, like, we need to be there for her. You know, obviously she's going through a rough time. But it got to that point where when she started blowing up my phone, like, saying how I was a horrible friend, uh, like, how could I do this to her? She finally had a summer bod, like, (laughs) kept going on and on about how she was gonna show off her body and just be, like, great at the, (laughs) like, and I told her, I'm like, this going away, you know, party wasn't for you, it was for me. Not to be, like, mean and be like, it was for me, but, you know, um, yeah, it was for me. It's not to show off your summer bod, as you keep saying. I'm like, I'm sorry that I put my health above, um, going to a water park. Sorry I don't want to keel over and go into a diabetic coma. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) It was just a weird situation. It didn't really make any sense. Uh, I was just kind of done with it at that point. Screw you, dude. (laughs) Um, I think that I've been a great friend. And, you know, I feel bad. But um, before I left, you know, I saw that there was kind of like, again, because they were kind of getting tired of her reactions to things. And I kind of pushed her to make new friends, to um, get in contact with her old friends that she had in high school that she doesn't really talk to anymore. What about those friends, you know? Because like I said, she's not, like, she's just kind of, I don't want to be mean, but. There are definitely mental 
blocks that she goes through as an adult yeah. that were from mental delays as a child. Yes. She was able to graduate. She was able to go to college. There are definitely disabilities that she does suffer from as an adult. I know that even though she did all these things, like hit on my boyfriend at the time, um, throw herself at him, I still was just like, all in all, she was a good friend. But I'm going to be moving away and I won't have to deal with that anymore. As bad as that sounds. I mean, later to find out her mother couldn't even deal with her. Her mother would pay for her apartment so she would live with other people. Um, I think Jessica is what in her fourth or fifth apartment because she continues getting kicked out. So there's definitely some toxic attributes that this Jessica has. And I think that we've all suffered from. For my story time, I have multiple plethora examples of toxic people. (laughs) My first one would be being in a toxic relationship for eight years. We were solidly together, I want to say for two, two and a half years. And then after that, it was just me vying for his attention and him knowing that I wanted that and him just using me in a sense. It was hard. It was really hard because I I really thought he was the one. He was the first actual relationship, real adult relationship that I had. I mean, you were there. You were living with us. And you knew how hard I took that relationship. And he played mental games. I mean, there would be times where he was uninterested. And then if I was uninterested or if I was dating someone, he would all of a sudden become interested. Uh, Whenever he was interested, he would start talking to my family. He would message my sister and my mother. How is Erica doing? I miss her. Um, It was kind of weird. We all did think that they were going to end up with each other um, early on. And, uh, you know, I even told him because he started messaging me like, hey, how you doing? It's like, why are you talking to me? But um, exactly. (laughs) You know, it was just like, well, I'm fine. How are you? And he always was, like, nice. I know that he, I know that I was, like, the annoying little sister, but uh, he was Mm -hmm. nice, you know, he was nice to me. So it was just, like, and he was just, like, you know, I miss your sister, really want to be with her, just, I don't know what to do, I don't think that she likes me anymore, and it was just, it was really weird, awkward stuff, where it's like, no, hang in there, um, (laughs) you know? (laughs) It's just, uh... What do you say to that, right? Yeah, what do you say to that? <laughs> he would he would say that, but then in another breath, he would stand me up on dates. He would say, oh, I got drunk. Sorry. Oh, I didn't realize what time it was. It's cool you're going out with friends. I don't have an issue with that. What's not cool is, like, you standing me up. Like, if you really can't make it, just tell me you can't make it. Towards the end of our, our relationship, he started asking all of his friends, Should I be with her? Like, what should I do? What should I do? And I'm just like, why are you asking all of these outsiders about our relationship? If you really want to be with me, like, you should just make an effort to be with me. The end of that relationship, he was just like, very volatile, angry, angry, angry individual. And when I met Justin, my future husband at the time, my now husband, he was very angry. He was just like, you can't be with him. He was married. Your parents know he was married. And at the time, I didn't tell my family because I didn't think that they would approve that he was previously married. He's a lot older than me. So I wanted to keep that a secret. Because again, we were dating, right? Like it was a new relationship. He tried his hardest 
to break him and I up. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. Like, you had eight years to, to, to date me. Like, we are friends now. If you want to continue being friends, that is great. It never works out, does it? It doesn't. <laughs> I wasted a lot of time on him. I really did. But at the same time, being with him made me grow as an individual. I learned that fighting in relationships is never, never worth it. I was crazy obsessive. <laughs> over who he was hanging out with like why did he go out with other people and not me and that's not fair being in a real relationship now my husband he wants to go everywhere with me everywhere he goes do you want to go with me yes I do when I was with this ex he's like oh I'm going to a concert oh oh I want to go oh no you can't come yeah that's just weird I mean with me and me and my husband I mean like we go everywhere he's my best friend I would never go to a concert without him That's just weird. He would go with a couple, a friend couple, and then a girl. And I'm just like, why are you going with with another girl and not me? Oh, no, you know her. She's okay. She's married. And I'm like, why isn't she going with her husband then? Yeah. Like, what's going on? And again, I was very young when we got into this relationship. And he was my first real relationship. And so I thought all these things were okay. And for many, many years, I thought he was, like, the best I could ever do. And it's really sad because I would compare other men to him and men would not even pile up to him. And this is a lot of, like, the guys that, like, I go after and that go after me. It's really shitty. (laughs) Um, But I realized he was just toxic. Yeah. And I was a bad person in that relationship. And when you're with a toxic person, you become toxic. I was not good to him in that relationship, and he was not good to me. And being with him made all of my bad sides come out. You need to be in a relationship where you trust your partner and makes you a better person. It does. They don't make you crazy. They don't make you wonder, are they doing anything behind my back? Like, what are they doing? Who are they talking to? There needs to be trust. Yeah. But at least be eight years and not eight years in one day. Yeah. That is what you take it from. Now, friends, again, plethora. (laughs) (laughs) But I think we could both agree on my toxic friend, Amber, as we'll call her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I met her my senior year of high school, and she got me in a load of trouble. She basically likes made Erica go down just the really the wrong path. Yes. And again, I am in charge of my own path and my own life, but it's not great if you have people who deter you from yeah. your, you know, your life. She is actually in jail right now. Oh, really? I'm not surprised. What'd she do? Stab someone? She had, like, drugs on her. Oh, okay. Well. She's, like, staying 15 minutes up the road. <laughs> How do you know this? <laughs> Were you her one phone call? <laughs> Erica, help me out. It was on Facebook and someone's like, hey, if someone wants to send her a, a greeting basket, she's staying at, you know, whatever county. And I'm like, what do they mean county? And as soon as you hear that, you're like, jail, right? And so yeah. um, I Googled. I'm, I'm nosy. So I don't care. I will investigate. I'll be like, who's this person? Click, 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 click. I know they're social. I do it. I don't care. I will say that to the, no. It's insane how you can leave a toxic person and change your life because the person I was when I was friends with her is a completely different person who I am now. 
And it's sad to see her still being the same person she is, associating with the same people she was, and she's in jail now. That's insane. It's insane. She has a little daughter. Really? That she had full custody of. So, like, I'm like, where's her little where's her little girl? Her mom lives in a different state. I don't know if her dad's raising her daughter. I don't know. It's 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 intense, you know, going through high school and dealing with toxic people. It changed my life. You know, I got pregnant. I was like living in my car, you know, living in random people's apartments. It was really hard. And being in an extremely abusive relationship, which I'm sure we'll go into another episode about, (laughs) it was difficult. And luckily, I have a strong family that took me back and they let me stay with them. And I have a strong network now. I'm a completely different person. There are people that are like, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, who are you? I mentally have blocked out that time. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy when um, it's just a really stressful time and it's just... You know, for some people like you, it's just, you know, you block it out. Uh, All the people Mm -hmm. that were, like, just bad influences on you. And uh, it's kind of the same for me. It's just, like, I've blocked out all those bad people that I knew beforehand, you know, in high school, middle school. I mean, it's just kind of like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I I mean I've I've seen them and I'm just like, who this? New phone. Who this? <laughs> I'm like, we went to school together? Nope. Now let's go into whatever pops to your cork. Pop it off. Hello. I think the way that you deal with toxic people and the way I deal with toxic people is a little different. I like to keep them in my lives and like let it fester and then just bring me down. And then eventually, when enough is enough, I might defriend them. <laughs> I try to be better. I try to, but I'm I'm such I, I want to believe in the best of people. I, I'm just, I'm honestly just too nice sometimes. And even though I try to put on this hard exterior, I'm, I'm really such like a jello inside. <laughs> you <little> marshmallow singer. <laughs> a little marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, now that I'm older and I know better, I just cut people out of my life and I really don't have an issue with it. It's like, if you're going to be toxic, then I'm done. You know, I used to feel bad about wanting to do that, but then, you know, I ended up just doing it. The more more I got older, the more it happened. Like, uh, I did not have uh, great friends in high school. I really didn't. Um, I had them pretend to be my friends the entire time they would talk behind my back. They would tell other people that I was insane, that I was crazy. And I trusted them, you know, like, because they're supposed to be my friends. So it's just, I just believed in them. Uh, you know, they would never say anything bad about me because I don't say anything bad about them. But, you know, it wasn't that case. So, like, most of senior year was actually pretty bad because, um, or, like, a whole group of friends believed what one person said. And for some reason, like, they just... I don't know. I just had shitty friends, I guess. But um, I would always try to make excuses and be like, no, no. But now that I'm older, even with uh, what happened with Jessica, I think after her, I just kind of stopped. I stopped being like, no, they're a good person. No, I should do this. I should do that. It's like, no, I'm not going to keep hurting myself just because someone else is unhappy with their life or is doing bad things. I'm not responsible for other people. They're not my children. They're not my mom. They're not my parents. They're not my siblings. Uh, I'm not responsible for them. So if I try to help them and they're like, no, something's wrong with you, not me, then it's like, okay, well then something's wrong with me then. Bye. And I really just don't have an issue with doing that anymore. It's just like, I'm cutting these hoes out, basically. It's just, I'm not going to be hurting myself to keep you happy. 
I'm just, I'm not going to do that anymore. And uh, it definitely wasn't like that when I was younger. I definitely was a soft little cuddly marshmallow on the inside, hard exterior on the outside. But now I'm just a rock. <laughs> I'm just like, nah, bitch, <laughs> like you peel me back, I'm another rock. Like, basically oh like gosh. that. I've definitely been better at getting rid of toxic family members. As you know, we both were in the same family. <laughs> uh, there are definitely toxic family members. And I've been better I've at distancing myself from them, which is great. It helps out my life. It helps out everything. As an adult, I have a small group of friends. And they're all normal, decent human beings. Uh, eccentric, yes. Different, yes. But they're good natured human beings and it's insane they're most of them are my husband's friends that he's known forever and it's insane going from my group of friends and then going to his group of friends and they're completely different I mean they're these people they're business owners they're they have kids um they're driven they're good-hearted people they'll help you out if you call them and then at the time my group of friends no. <laughs> no, they, they're, you know, they're crazy. They're insane. You know, they're having the cops called on them. I've gotten better in a way of I just don't talk to those people anymore uh, just because I've grown as an individual. But I still to this day have a hard time cutting people out of my life. I don't know. For, for me, like, I think that the whole Jessica thing was my breaking point where I'm just like, I'm just not going to deal with these people anymore. I agree. I mean, yeah. I'm just I'm kind of done. I've been like <laughs> I've been used and abused enough. And it's not benefit, this friendship is not benefiting me. So I'm just not going to deal with it anymore. You know, a lot of people say that I shouldn't be so like cut and dry with people. But it's like, honestly, I'm not going to feel bad because, you know, this, it's not. It's your life. Yeah, it's my life. Like if you want to keep um, hurting yourself and cause and letting these toxic people in your life, then go ahead and do it. But I don't have to. And I shouldn't have to feel bad. And no one should make me feel bad for wanting to have a better life and have better friends. So now I have, you know, not as many friends and I think that's okay, you know, because you don't need a bunch of fake friends because it doesn't make you feel any better. And I only have a couple of friends that I'm just like, I can actually rely on them. And you know what? I know that it's kind of, you know, cheesy. My husband's my best friend. Um, my sisters are my other best friends. Um, my brother's kind of getting there. I don't know. He's kind of ifish right now still kind of standoffish about him yeah I mean I only have a couple of friends that I'm not like actually related to and I don't think that's like a big issue honestly it's not wrong at all it's not it is not wrong you know some people are like you need to get out more and it's just like nah I'm fine nah I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah like this is like my life is going perfectly there's no drama I'm happy what is wrong with that you yeah. don't have to know 50, 100,000 people to be a happy person. Exactly. And I mean, it's just like, just because they're my family members doesn't mean that I don't get out. It's just that, you know, they're the most like me. They're the most to understand me and actually get where I'm coming from. So why not? I agree. Enough of our stories. Let's hear some news. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Okay, Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Okay, so this guy, <laughs> oh my gosh, he he pissed off the wrong person now. So on Monday, Evan Rachel Wood, um, she's from that new Westworld movie um, series. Show. She's been in a lot of other stuff. She's accused uh, Marilyn Manson of uh, abusing her and grooming her over the course of their relationship. 
she's already stated that he groomed her many years ago, but now she's bringing out other statements. There have been a ton of other people. Love Bailey, who is a filmmaker and activist. Um, Chloe Black accused him of physical violence. Charlene Yee accused Manson of harassment. And let's see, several more women have come forward accusing Manson of misconduct, including Sarah McNally, Ashley Lindsay Morgan, Ashley Walters, Brittany Lee, Scarlett Kapla, Yee, Bailey, and Black. We already mentioned them. And then his wife, his ex-wife, Kat Von Dees. So, I mean, it's insane. And then there was the one guy from The Goonies. Um, he's been in a lot of other things. Corey Feldman, who's been a huge activist against Hollywood and the grooming and molesters and pedophiles. He said that Marilyn Manson, like, came at him, tried to break him of his five years of sobriety, trying to make him do coke, making him come out and saying, like, I, I worship you. I get my style from this movie you were in and just went totally crazy on him and tried to ruin his life. That's insane. I haven't heard all that, honestly. Yeah, no. Um, I, I, I'm not surprised that he's abused these women and he's been showing acts of misconduct. I'm not surprised at all. I mean, I heard a lot of stories uh, from the women that, you know, he's, yeah, basically groomed them, um, abused them for years, abused them the entire time, brainwashed them, completely took over their lives. It's just really, uh, it's really sad to hear about all the abuse that they had to go through. And they finally left and they felt like there was this big shadow, like to never say anything or they're gonna like ruin my career or ruin my lives um, or my life. So it's just, uh, it's really depressing, honestly. I really think that the Me Too movement that happened a couple years ago has really shaken up Hollywood. Yeah. And I I believe that women feel like they're safer. They feel like if someone else comes out, they feel like they can come out. It only takes one person. It only takes one person to say something, and you know that there's at least 10 more. His record label already dropped him after all these accusations came out. Number two, when he started talking about Carol being on a period during the Talking Dead, I was like, what is this guy doing? Like, he was saying that a character on The Walking Dead, Carol, was acting crazy because she was on a period. And everyone was like, what are you talking about, bro? What are you talking about? Women don't act crazy because they're on their period. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't think, I think something's wrong. I think something's wrong with this. Well, you know, um, he's always been kind of weird, and I think everyone knows that. Um, I just think that because we're in, I guess you could say, uh, a more woke uh, culture. Yes. <laughs> now when people say things that are like kind of, eh, now we actually look at them and are like, why did he say that? And back then, we just kind of brushed it off. But now, you know, he can't say that. And, you know, it's it's really hard for a lot of predators that are used to just saying whatever they want and nothing happening to them because it's like, well, I'm big. What are you going to do? And it's just like, that's not how it works anymore. You need to watch what you say. You know, unfortunately for him, <laughs> you know, it's just uh, his... I guess you could say his, um, not his victims, but the survivors of this, they're using his mentality where, you know, what are you going to do? Because I mean, most guys that are in power, um, you know, they, they kind of like show that off. They're like, what are you going to do? I'm bigger than you. Uh, I have more friends. I have a higher position than you. Like whatever you say, I can bury it. And now that, you know, uh, Rachel Wood, she's more popular than him. It's really sad that these women don't feel comfortable coming out until a person's career or lifetime is coming towards an end. Yeah. I think that it's really sad that these women can't come out when their predators are at the pinnacle of their success. 
and someone believe them. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, it's sad. It, it has to be. I mean, for some reason, it seems like if it's a a person that's not as, doing well as the person that you know is doing the wrong thing, then they're like, oh, they're just you know labeled as a gold digger or trying to get money, trying to get a settlement. But when it's actually a person that is fine, they don't need any money, they, they're they just stating their truth, then they're like, oh, well, maybe this is real. And it's like, it's really sad because it can take, uh, especially women, years to get to that position. And it's just really sad that she couldn't speak out, even though, like, obviously it's been weighing down on her, obviously. She couldn't name her abuser. Thankfully, she could, and she's helping a lot of people, and she empowered the other women that went through the same thing and they're like you know if she can say it then I can say it and then it just it's like a floodgate and all these other women come out of the woodwork and it's just like yeah like he did it too he did it to me too and they didn't feel like they were strong enough to say anything but because she did you know now they do which is really good now I know that I've read more theories and whatnot about this, but Britney Spears, what is going on with her? I know that they just released like a news segment, a documentary on Hulu, and she wasn't even in it because she wasn't allowed to be in it. And she doesn't have power of attorney over herself. Um, Her sister tried to get power of attorney over her. She wasn't allowed to. And now there's this whole free Britney movement. Yeah, so basically, um, for Britney Spears, uh, she does not have uh, any control over her financial, personal decisions, anything like that. Only her father and her attorney, uh, Andrew Wallet, is uh, they have basically just control over her entire being. <laughs> they tell her what to do, where to work, um, how much money she gets. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. She can't even spend anything unless they have the like the, the permission of her father. She doesn't even own her own social media. Yeah. Anytime she posts anything on TikTok, Instagram, anything, someone else is recording her or someone else is telling her what to do. Yeah, she tried to get her sister to be able to yes. to be her. She wanted it. Yeah. And they weren't, they didn't give it to yeah. her. And I think that, I don't know, I really don't. Like, I don't know if her dad is just like power hungry and he wants all of the money that he's getting from doing that um, control over her. I'm not really sure. But I mean, even like Brittany, she was just like, can you just like curb the power that he has over me at least? And they're like, no. And it's like, why not? I'm not understanding why if she doesn't want him to be and there's other people that are like, we'll take over. She's like, hey, can I have this other person that's deemed, you know, acceptable? Can they be the power of attorney? And it's like, no. It's like, why not? They they have viewed her saying that she is not mentally, mentally capable of making her own decisions. And I get that she does not need to explain what's wrong with her. She we don't we are not owed anything, but it's scary. It's scary to view on the outside and then to hear that she wants her sister to take over her power of attorney, and then she's not getting that. Yeah, I mean, it's a thin. If that's not toxic, yeah, I don't. Like, I I don't even know what it is. And then there was this whole theory. It was either a TikTok video or Instagram where they're like, Brittany, wear a yellow t-shirt in your next video if you need help. And she wore a yellow tank top the next video she made. And that's where the hashtag free Britney came from. I mean, it's just crazy. It's bonkers. I feel sorry for her. Like, I mean, she's famous and has all this money, but she doesn't even see her kids. I feel bad for her because... I can't, yeah, I understand that she needs, you know, help, but you don't want to give people, I mean, that much power over a person. 
I mean, honestly, it's just like, that's just, that's just crazy to me, especially like I can understand that, you know, she has health issues. Okay. If she wants another person to be in charge of her, you know, business and her life, basically, why can't they do that? I mean, she's not saying, yeah, you know, I don't get it. you know, give me back like all of the power. <laughs> right. Like I understand right. she needs help. That's okay. But if she's requesting another person be, you know, put in that spot, then why can't they do that? Like that just doesn't make any sense. So she's like, what, a slave to him until you guys deem her well enough? Like some people. Right. And then, and then how do you find out if she's well enough? Yeah, exactly. If he's like controlling her and making her do things, like it's just like, that's not good for her mental health as well. So what are you guys trying to do? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And and she, and then she even said, like, can you just curb it? Can you just, like, you know, not have let him have as much? And they're like, no. And it's just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it's like, what's going on to where they're not letting her have an opinion at all? That just doesn't make any sense. It's not going to hurt her at all. I hope with this hashtag and I hope with this movement that people are like, this, what's happening to her is not okay. Because I, I believe that something is not okay. It, maybe they're overdrugging her. Maybe she's had a stroke. And I, I don't know. Something is obviously wrong. I don't know if it's a long-time permanent ailment or if it's something because she's taking medicine. But if something's really happening to her, they're using her. And they're abusing her. And it is not okay what they're doing. If she's really having an issue, why is she still doing all these gigs? And why is she not trying to get help? You know, like... I think she has enough money to live off of comfortably. So why is she doing... She's doing all this so her dad can make more money. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense to where it's just like, oh, well, she can't make decisions for herself, but we're going to have her work in Las Vegas every night. Like, it, not every night, but, you know, like, we're going to have her work in Las Vegas and do all these shows and whatnot. And it just... Right. To me, it just doesn't make any sense. If, if she is that far gone where she has to have a other person controlling her... She should not be used as a monkey. Yeah. She should because they're using her as like a plaything. Like, yeah, I, it's 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 horrible. Ugh. Well, that is it, guys. Thank you for listening to our rants. Uh, you can listen to all of our episodes at dysfunctionaldailies.com. Hopefully soon we will be on some major podcatchers. Don't forget, you can reach us at dysfunctionaldailies at gmail.com. Send us some wine suggestions or even topic suggestions. You can follow me anywhere at the Raging Erica. And you can follow me, Monica, at Butternut Squashes. <laughs> That's it, guys. We will catch you later. 